Welcome to another episode of Mish and a Quarter Life Bastard. I am one of your co-hosts, Mish. I'm Draven, Quarter Life Bastard. And we are so happy to be with you after a short break, just a short break or so. We thought it might be fun to have an episode where we talked about some of our highs and lows of 2022. At least I think that's a good idea. What do you think, Jay? That's how we're doing the show today. He's with I me. think it's cool. Yeah, He's sure. with me. He's with me. He's with me. So we're going to start with a low. So we're going to go back and forth, I think. Maybe we should do... A low for a low, and then a high for a high, low for a low, high for a high, because we always want to end on a high note. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am a person who is all about positivity, right? Positivity, good thoughts, you know, all spreading all goodness and joy. So we don't want to end on a low. We definitely don't want to end on a low. So we are going to start with the low. We are going to go and share some things about our year that you all may or may not know. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. What do you think, Jay? I think you should start with the low because I, being the optimist that I am, I had more highs and then we had to cut the list down. And Jay had more lows and he had to cut his list down. So hopefully we get to a nice kind of midpoint here with highs and lows. You want me to start with a low? A low. And then no particular order. Should we do them in a particular order? Or you have a countdown? Like your lowest low is going to be like the last thing, the last low. (laughs) Or is it just lows in general? Lows in general. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Start with the low. Lows in general. The first one, I guess, would be no job. This year, it's just from about September on. Towson Library, Target, Goodwill, Public Storage, Foot Locker all said no to me when I applied. So then it feels like you're a little bit... Um, Overqualified? Jobless. <laughs> it's pretty much what I was going to say. Oh. Overqualified. However you want to say it. You have no job. <laughs> the point is, uh, you feel like you're kind of floating. Mm, floating. And then also, yeah. I want to know, Towson Library, Goodwill, Public Storage, Foot Locker will not be getting any more business from me. Also, Target, I left off the list because it's essential. But they, <laughs> there's nothing I could really do about the Target thing. It's just more convenient that way. Uh, I don't hope those places burn down or burn down wow that would be pretty that would be pretty extreme so i didn't say i'd burn them down if they burn down (laughs) on their own (laughs) it's not like i'd cry is my point my gosh well considering that there's multiple like locations of those places that you've named it would be kind of difficult for them to all burn down nope randallstown's footlocker owings mills public storage Bowie goodwill and towson library very specific locations okay but we don't want them to burn down we are not advocating arson or any kind of violence so what is if you were burning them down already what is what is the true low is the low that 
you wanted them to find you worthy of working there and they did not find you worthy of working there? Worthy strong. I don't know who's worthy to work at Goodwill. But I'm saying, what is the low? It sounds It sounds like you, you get wanted to be chosen. Yeah. You weren't chosen at yeah. any of these places, and that's the low. Right. Because you want to be chosen. No, there's no deep philosophical thing. I wanted one of these jobs to happen, and none of them did. That is the low. <laughs> because all of these it's are, more you know, about disappointment then part-time jobs which should be pretty quick and easy yeah it's like i was working full-time or some sort of test thing maybe you need help with your applications you think it's nope. the application i'm not applying no i mean a future applications like maybe there's something about your applications because if you're looking for part-time work it seems like you would be a amazing person unless you're just, you know, your energy is just floating way above those lows. Like, those are not the things that are coming into your space because that is not what you, what you need to be doing. God could also be playing a trick on me. A bad trick? Or a, a fun trick? What kind of trick? Trick as in, uh, I'm not getting any of these jobs. Ha ha ha, trick. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just saying there's a trick involved. Hmm... There's only the one loser. Yeah. The stores are the losers. I feel. I don't feel like you're the loser. I feel like the stores are the losers because you... talking about conglomerates here. These are all franchises. I'm saying. There's a few places you've hired. There's millions of businesses out there. You you didn't apply to all of them. Surely, you know, there's some rejection here that never feels good. I can... can, All in a row. I can totally empathize with what you were saying there. Rejection never feels good. However, they missed out on you. You didn't miss out on them. Because, truthfully, these weren't your dream jobs. And had you received any one of them, I bet you would be doing nothing but complaining about them. I like to complain. Also, (laughs) I want uh, to make it known that when I got rejected from most of these places, my mother, very sweet woman, but also, I don't know. She's a little... Let's just go with kind. Maybe too <laughs> kind. <laughs> she asked me Let's go when they kind. said they weren't hiring you, what did they say? That was your question every single time I got rejected. Well, because, they said they weren't hiring. Well, because is what they told me. <laughs> because what I feel like happens sometimes is they don't even really you don't even make it to the round where they get to see see you Probably see not. right to see your application and see your name see and they, they just look at oh yeah we're not for these kinds of places they're like oh yeah we're not hiring anymore and that's it so you don't get any kind of explanation like oh wow we looked at your application but you know we need someone with these skills or that skills or those skills or what have you but they didn't even get that far it was more of oh well you know, Foot Locker was, was opening a new location and they needed 15 people and they, you know, you were the 20th perfect person to, 20th person to apply mm-hmm. and they're just like, nope. That's why I wanted to know what did they say. All of them besides Towson Library. Towson Library is real good for tickling the nipple. No milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Thought I had the job in the bag <laughs> and nothing. They suck. <laughs> Yeah, they did kind of lead you on there. 
But this is a good lesson because this happens a lot in interviews, Jalen. It does. It happens a lot in interviews, whether it's, you know, a job that you don't care about, which could also be part of the energy around it. Like, you didn't really care about these jobs. It sounds like you were just, at a certain point, trying to prove a point. Like, I can get into these places and they are not even, you know, responding. I could have been denied from these places in 2017. You know what happened in 2017? I graduated from high school. That's what happened. I could have been denied then. It wouldn't have bothered me as much. Hmm. I understand. I mean, you know, Do like you. I said, you're overqualified, I think. Nah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that about anybody who doesn't have a job. <laughs> overqualified for all the jobs they don't get. So, one of my lows was really sad. But it didn't, I mean, it didn't turn out as bad as, as I was thinking it would, but I was concerned about it at the time. So, you know, I contracted COVID in the summertime. Let's get into that story. After taking a cruise, mm -hmm. which probably wasn't the best idea, but it seemed safe at the time because you had to be vaccinated. I believe they've changed the rules, but at the time. You had to be vaccinated. You had to get a negative COVID test, take it within, I think, 48 hours of getting on the ship. And so I felt somewhat safe until I got on the ship and they crowded the elevators. No one was wearing any masks except for some of the, you know, the workers on the ship. I mean, they said that the boat wasn't to capacity, but I mean, looking at the pool, I would have never guessed this. <laughs> it was so many people. Um, but I still didn't think I had COVID. Towards the end of the cruise, I started feeling congested. I started getting stuffy. And then I thought, ah, you know, maybe it's just being in this cabin. Maybe it's just time to get off the boat. I don't know. But by the time we got off the boat and landed in Florida, I thought I had a full-blown cold. And so one of the lows was that I actually exposed a family member to COVID, yeah, not thinking about it. No, we hadn't taken a plane. We didn't take the plane. You didn't? No, this was once we left the boat and we were still in Florida. And then I went to see my aunt and she's an elderly person. And I was so excited to see her. I did not even stop to think that I may have had COVID. I just thought I had a cold. And so... While I was there, though, I decided, eh, let me just take a COVID test just to be sure. Um, and that's when I actually found out I had COVID. And my husband had COVID. My dad had COVID. Like, so we both had COVID. He was asymptomatic. But I was so upset with myself. Like, it was such a low, low point for me because I just did not think that I was, you know, going to be exposing anybody and an elderly person at that and you know you know auntie is not she's she has some health issues and so i was really really scared that she might have gotten covid it might have like adversely impacted her health like she you know wasn't really doing that what that great at the time and it could have you know really really gone in a bad bad way so that was a very that was a low 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 for me for like probably a week while cuz once once i took the test and we left we left her house you know immediately and, and went somewhere else but 
still, she had been exposed. And so you have to wait now week to make sure she's okay that was really that was really scary for me because that's the last thing i want to do is feel like i would be responsible if somebody contracted some kind of illness that could possibly be deadly for them that's a low point hmm. so contracting covid for myself wasn't you know the lowest point it was that I actually put another person at risk who was at high risk for being, you know, very, very ill had they contracted it. But thankfully, she did not contract it. She was fine. And all was well. So that was really, that was really, that was really low. A low point. It was a low point for me. Very low. It was a very low time. And I was sick. And it just made things worse worrying and i'm not a worrier that's probably another part of it too i'm not a worrier mm -hmm. but i was really worried mm -hmm. that was a low i am second low that i have bryce and i well you two were uh partying it up watch this movie now this is before then actually we have two movies now mm. probably worse but this one first I'll save the other one for maybe a later date. This one first, I think you were in, uh, maybe dad was at work and you were still in that Dubai area. Bryce and I sat down to watch this movie that was supposed to be a superhero movie, mm. but I knew it was going to be bad because it had two. Tyrese. <laughs> Morbius is the name of this movie. My God, was Morbius bad. All right. It was about two hours of nonsense. You know what Wait you can do in second. two hours? You're saying your low is a bad movie? Watching a bad movie. You didn't watch it. You seen Morbius? <laughs> no. Watch it. And then come back to me and tell me I'm right. <laughs> you know what you can do in two hours, bro? OJ almost left California in two hours. Did, <laughs> Did you know he? that? <laughs> two hours <laughs> he was on he that was chase. in that Bronco for a long time. Uh-huh. How many babies can Nick Cannon have in two hours? If you give him two hours, how many can he have? You see how much time is wasted with Morbius <laughs> for two hours? There was no plot. Mm. It was only CGI. Surely it was no good black. acting. Didn't you learn about Morbius and like the? <laughs> Why <are you> even... <laughs> learn about how he became, you know, the nemesis of who? Is it Spider Man? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> there was nobody else in the movie. He fights his adopted brother, who's also a vampire. The movie sucked, and I can feel oh, myself. Oh, that's like Thor. Remember Thor for his brother? No. Thor was good. <laughs> Morbius was awful. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Not some of Stan Lee's best work. Hopefully we can get past it. I There's hated no it for gonna one. Be, it's not going to be a Morbius 2. I didn't read it, but I'll boycott. <laughs> I don't know. That movie was, was really bad. There was no good love interest. The ending was rushed. What else? Tyrese. Oh, was that like one man. of your worst movies ever or just your yeah. worst movie of 2022? Outside of They Them. That wasn't even the worst movie. But that was the worst movie. This was the second. <laughs> I've seen ever. They Them was the worst movie. That was, it was worse than, what was that, Passenger? I never saw that. You guys saw that. Oh, I thought you were here. Oh, you weren't here. You weren't here. Yeah. But I'm sure it was. That was pretty bad. We should watch that. 
That's actually kind of how we started yeah, our sucks. bad movie night because we watched that. <laughs> like, this is so awful. We should just do bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen a lot of bad movies, but of all the bad movies, these, this one was one of the worst. Mm -hmm. mm. It was worse than any of the bad movies I've seen with you and Miss Tracy. Mm. Watch it, then come back tonight. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll watch it tonight. I hope that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? God, that was awful. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Most of the world has. <sighs> okay. That was your low. I feel like you were judging my low, and your low is like watching a movie. So what was the low point about that? Your time was wasted? A lot of time. Two hours. And I told you all the scenarios in which other people can utilize two hours. What about you? You like to watch movies. You like Not to watch TV. Ones. Sometimes you're going to watch bad stuff. I watch bad TV shows. I don't watch bad movies. It's different. I don't have the patience for a bad no, movie. Hmm. I don't know why that is. Okay. All right. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> a another low for me in 2022. And this one also involves another person. It doesn't just involve me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like you were judging my last low, but we don't just move past that. It was... When my father passed away in March. So March first, yes, of this year, my father passed away. Just one month shy, actually, of his sixty-seventh birthday. So it was it was a shocking it was it was it was somewhat shocking, although he had been sick for many years. We didn't know the extent of his illness because he was very protective of what was going on. And he was always saying he was fine. He was fine, even though he was in the hospital and he was having certain, you know, episodes and, and things happening. We're like, that doesn't happen if you're fine. Like, you're not fine. But he didn't want us to fully understand what was going on. Always kind of secretive about his health. Um, and, and quite honestly, you know, for a long time, just had a lot of a lot of challenges. Um, physically and the thing about it that was was so sad and it's still sad to me like when I think about when I think about my dad's passing is as you know I was never very close to my dad um, he was a he was a young father when he had my when he had my brother and I he was only he was 19 and I think he always struggled with you know trying to figure out how to be a good dad and and as I got older, like I, when I was younger, of course, you know, you always want your parents around and it was kind of that classic, you know, your father is not around as much. And then when he comes around, now you're upset because he doesn't come around enough. And it was just kind of a cycle. But I did get to a place of forgiveness for my father when I was probably, I want to say I was in college, maybe after, I don't know if I was in college or it might have been maybe around the time you were born. I had just gotten to a place where I didn't want to be mad at him anymore for being himself. You know, I wanted to have more compassion and more understanding for the challenges that he had at that time. I think it might have been around the time you were born when I started to get to a place of really just like forgiving him because I could see how difficult it is being a parent. It is it is not as natural as people would like it to to like to think it is even for women even for mothers you know women aren't they're supposed to be the nurturers they're supposed to be the ones that are 
um, you know, out there caring and loving their children, but all women aren't nurturers and all mothers aren't great mothers, right? Mm -hmm. as, as much as they might try to be. And lots of parenting just comes from a selfish place, but we could talk about that from another time. But at any rate, back to my dad. So I was, I don't know, I was, at first I was, like I said, I was, I was shocked because he had been sick for a while. So I just thought he would just be sick just be sick, you know, just for a while longer um, because he had been sick for so long and, and managed to, to live with that. Um, but I was surprised at how sad I was considering we weren't close, you know, considering I only spoke to him maybe a couple of times a year. But what I realized was the thing that was the saddest for me or like the lowest that made it one of the lows was I had to actually give up something I didn't realize I was still holding on to, which was this idea that we would have a different relationship. Like I didn't, I, even though I had come to a place of forgiveness for, to my dad for, you know, not really being as involved in my life as, as I would have liked him to be. and had come to a place of, you know, really seeing that he had his own issues that he was dealing with and not trying to make everything about me and 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 saying you know i still still loved him as he was i didn't realize that i had never given up that hope or that idea that he would be like a better not a perfect father or person because i mean at a certain age right you know i'm like 40 or 70 or 46 years old so when he passed away so it's not like he's gonna you know come in and like be dad of like a little girl person but that we would have like a little not little girl person a dad of me as a little girl I wasn't looking at it like that like a person who dad would take care of me but just someone who we would have we would form a better relationship with and once he passed I was, I, that's when it actually hit me oh my gosh this is it like there's never going to be an opportunity for us to have that better relationship whatever that better relationship could look like and so I actually had to mourn that. So it was a it was a loss of the actual person and the relationship that we had, as fractured as it was. He was still my father, and also mourning this idea that I didn't realize I was still carrying of him being, you know, this a different kind of father, and us having a different kind of relationship. So that was a low. That was a low point. I'm glad you went second because that doesn't really compare. <laughs> so it's in a Morbius movie. I will say though, Morbius will make you want to kill somebody. <laughs> now let's move on. Uh, are we moving on to another low, or are we get into the no. highs now? You have more lows because yeah, I know I you, you have more lows. Yeah, but I thought you wanted to go to the highs. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it's so excited? <laughs> I do. I do. I definitely do. I feel like most people are just so positive. Like All right, fine. Okay, so go ahead with one more, one more low. Uh, one more low. Lost the car. Mm, mm, mm. Lost the car. I didn't name it. Was white. Um, Lexus LS three hundred, four hundred, four hundred, four hundred ninety six. 
Oh, man, some dirty dog bastard hit the car, man. <laughs> I can't even tell you who it was, honestly. Yeah. Didn't name it. How many years Maybe did you have Chad that car? Or something. 2017. So, five years. Hmm. Almost, because I feel like we got it in the summer. Yeah. So, almost five years. Yeah. Didn't get the license till 2018. So... Like, maybe we should mention a little bit about that car. <laughs> so, I think... Well, I don't want to hijack your low. Go ahead, finish your low, and then I'll I'll talk about the car. Oh, I didn't I didn't have a name for it. That's all I had to say. Maybe name it something. So, what was it? Why was it a low? Because now you have nothing to drive? Yeah, and, you know, good memories. There were a few good memories in that car. And, mm. But it ended up being a positive, because we could not really afford it anyway. Um, man, that's a... What do you mean car. we couldn't afford it? We had it for five years. Oh, you mean to get it fixed again? All the issues that were again. To the car. So thank you to whoever hit that car. And uh... not thank you. You said it was a low. My first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it around. You wanted it to be positive. Okay, okay. You're bringing it around. You're Rest in it peace, in. Chad, or whatever. <laughs> right. What do you want to say? So I was going to say that that car actually was the car that we bought for my grandfather. Mm. My dad's dad sold us the car. He brought that car in 1998. It was one of his babies. He adored that car. And, <laughs> and my dad always coveted that car. Like he really wanted that car. But granddaddy was like, it's my car and I'm not giving it to you. And so when Jay was working on getting his driver's license, we knew we were going to need a third car because we were hopeful that you'd be able to drive yourself to school and we wouldn't have to continue chauffeuring you around. And I think you might have even had a part-time job at that time. And, and your brother had you know, all kinds of things going on. So we're like, all right, this is going to be great for us. And so, yeah, Ruby Tuesdays. And so... We talked to my grandfather because we had he he had mentioned that he was interested in selling his car, and so we went up to see him, and we were trying to negotiate the car. He was like, "Oh my God, this car is worth so much more than what you want to give me for it." And I just was going by, like what we have found in the Kelly Blue Book, right? Looking at the Kelly Blue Book value, maybe giving him a few hundred dollars over that, and finally he sold us the car, and. And I just had such an emotional tie to that car that anytime there was an issue with it, we paid to get it fixed. Like, thousands of dollars to fix that car. And it still never was without the check engine light after, what, maybe the first two years. Because you couldn't pass the emissions test. <laughs> you couldn't pass the emissions test. And what we were told by the mechanic was, Thank it's a great car. It, it was a great car. It's just because my grandfather didn't drive it that much that once we started driving it, like, that's what happens with old cars that just kind of sit. And so it was his second car or third car. I don't remember, but he didn't drive it that much. It was kind of his prize, so he didn't really drive it that much. Um, but the thing that was interesting was we bought that car from my grandfather, and the car actually got totaled a week after my father passed away. Do you remember that? That's when it was totaled. No. 
I remember it getting totaled a week before I quit my job anyway. So things work out <laughs> that way too. <laughs> Thank you for hitting that car. <laughs> yes. But it no, was no, a no. week. Yeah, it was a week after. And the funny part was that, so my grandfather has passed on as well. And so my dad had passed away the week before and I was talking to my aunt. I was talking to Barbara and I was telling her about it. And she said, oh my gosh, like, you know that, that was, there was a fight about that car. That's why that car got hit when when my father saw it kind of sitting idle and like had an opportunity to get that car back. <laughs> he had it totaled. I didn't know what she said. But... That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I told you granddaddy would never give him the car. He wanted him to give him the car. He, was, he didn't even give it to us. We, we bought it. And as soon as he had a chance, he like snatched that car back. So it was kind of a random accident though. Like, because it was part, it was like installed, and then it was parked in a, off the off on the highway, off you know, off the road, and even the police had like flagged it, like we were gonna get it towed, and and just randomly it got like totaled, and this was a heavy car, like the old Lexus LS ninety six LS four hundred was like it had to weigh like three tons. It was a heavy car, it was big metal, like but to get completely smashed. And they said the person wasn't even drunk. No. I don't know how you could miss a what big white boat sitting on the side of 95, but he did. Mm. But anyway, that was my little story about the car, is that there was a joke with the family that, you know, my father had something to do with that because he always wanted that car. All right, so one of my highs this year, I don't know how to phrase it, but I'll just say what happened. So one of the highs this year was I had been living abroad and I moved back to the United States. And as part of moving back to the United States, I wound up quitting my corporate job. And it was a high. I found it to be a high. Like at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that it was something I had to do. I really felt pulled to not continue to work in in that way and work for that company that I was working for and continue to do the work that I was doing. And I didn't really have a plan at the time. I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. I knew I was going to be moving back to the U S as a, you know, as part of me quitting. Um, but it actually did turn out to be a high because what it afforded me was an opportunity to actually change the way I looked at, how I could live my life. <laughs> mm. Right? So I work, I've, I've worked since, I don't know, I think I got my first job. When I tell you, I was 16 or 17 when I first started working at McDonald's. And then even when I was in college, I would work, I worked part-time jobs pretty much the whole time I was in college. Do you remember Office Depot? No. Still have Office Depot. Um, not Office Depot. Heckinger's was like before Home no. Goods. <laughs> I worked, I mean, Home Depot. I worked at, well, I did work at Office Depot, worked at Heckinger's. Anyway, so I've worked first part-time, then full-time, and now it was, now I don't have a full-time, like, corporate job, which I had had since graduating college. Mm -hmm. So for the better part of, you know, the last 20 years, I had had some sort of corporate role, and it really has been amazing now aside from all of the <laughs> great things about like not having to get up and 
you know, drive a crazy distance to get to work and have all kinds of pointless meetings and, you know, listen to people drone on about nonsense and never feeling, you know, that you were really working on stuff that really mattered to you at your core sometimes. Um, aside from all of that, just the idea of, of knowing that you can actually take care of yourself. Now, I'm saying all of this. I have a husband who works full time, you know, I've, I live in a home that I've been in for, you know, a very long time. Um, and, you know, I do still have a part time job and I, you know, bring some money in. But feeling like there's a different way of looking at your life where it's not always just about how much money can I make? How much more money do I need to make? How, you know, how is making this money going to sustain like my household my lifestyle not ever really looking at what kind of toll it takes on your body physically what it takes on you mentally what it takes on you emotionally mm -hmm. the drains that it takes on you know just just your outlook on life and like what's possible and so it really gave me a a, a chance to be free it offered a freedom that i didn't anticipate would be so joyful <laughs> so it was a high i mean i've been able to travel i've been able to be home i've been able to um go and take care of you know sick family members i've been able to you know help out my mom in certain cases like i've because i wasn't tied to this nine to five kind of grind, I was able to pursue other interests like this podcast, for example. And I'm able to think about, wow, what else is it that Kamisha can do? Like what else, what other skills does Kamisha have? Like what, or, or how can she use the skills that she's had to contribute in a different way? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just been very, very exciting. It's been really eye-opening as far as for, for other people, as far as me kind of being, you know, doing what I'm doing and then telling other people like, hey, maybe, you know, you could take a break or maybe you could, maybe you can't afford to like stop working, but maybe you can do something else, maybe on the side that gives you a little bit more joy or maybe allows you to have a little bit more fun because I think sometimes we get so caught up in just doing the same thing over and over and over. We don't think about not doing the same thing over and over and over it's just a habit it's just a routine and i don't know i i think if every adult even if it's just for maybe a week if you are in between jobs <laughs> or a month if, if you can do longer and you're not like working for someone else but you're just sitting maybe and relaxing and enjoying life in the world and yourself and your loved ones, family, friends, you know, whatever. That would be a blessing for everyone to have happen to them. So that was that's been a really big high for me. And <laughs> and I know my family is probably like, what is she going back to work? Not this not my immediate family, but like some of my distant family and relatives are like, what is she doing? Because I left that job in March and here it is December and I'm still exploring and like figuring out 
what you know what else there is to do besides what I've always done and it's been amazing so that has definitely been one of my highs for 2022 coupled with a little bit of a low I don't want to bring in more lows, but a couple with the low because I did leave where I was living in the Middle East, which I actually really enjoyed. I've met some amazing people. I've made beautiful friends and I actually love living there. Um, but the high was this other feeling of being able to really get in touch with myself and do more like self-development work. So, hi my job take this job and shove it for the high <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so what is your what is one of your highs for the year jay uh one of the highs i would say would be the stand-up journey mm. did some stand-up from august until about uh i guess october it wasn't that long but yeah, it was like pretty three much. months. That's a while. I guess you include the months with that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Then I guess yeah, it was three months. Um. Yeah. Started it in August. I just didn't really have a lot going on. There was no reason not to do it anymore. Anymore. It was something you had been thinking about for how long? Twenty twenty. Two years? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now that people were out and about, you you couldn't, you didn't have an excuse to not go out and perform? That's another reason. I have no job. Then you can just try things. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was one of the things. Uh, I didn't love it. it was, I'm not that outgoing of a person, also. So, when you're up there by yourself, it can feel... Like you're lonely, but then when you get off stage, you don't really have that many people to talk to. It can kind of feel like the same. So then you just got to run home. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not completely shut off from trying it again. It kind of helped me lead into more of what I want to do, more of the backstage work, the casting calls, the acting type of thing. So it did lead to that. So that's always a positive. Yeah. So what was the thing that you really enjoyed... What was the thing that you enjoyed the most about it? Like, what made it a high for you personally? Was it conquering your fear? Was it doing something that you always wanted to do? Was it actually doing something you didn't think you would be able to do? Like, what what made it a high? Was it because it was well-received? It was, yeah, I guess it was well-received. I don't know. Uh... I guess it was more conquering. I still like comedy in a lot of its forms. Um, I don't know. You you get some laughs behind some ideas that you have that you don't necessarily share with other people. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> My question was, what made it a high? I mean, yeah, okay, all of those things, you... A couple for other you, people that like were comedians you, when, that do it professionally. When you think about when you think about your your comedic journey, what about it makes you feel good? Other people saying I was funny. Mm-hmm. 
so like a validation because you had been you had said you had been writing or you had some some different jokes or things and you just didn't know how they would be received right and so when other people heard them then that was it that yes. was made it you that made it like real like oh there is something here it's not just because my mother laughs at my jokes because <laughs> i don't always laugh at them actually but it's not just because people i know find me funny right mm -hmm. Okay, so there was a validation there. From strangers, which I like. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I still like comedy. Uh, other professionals specifically that do comedy said that I was pretty funny. So that was cool. Not just people that were listening. Like, I know. Mm -hmm. Real comedian. Mm -hmm. More interesting in conversation. Yeah, you have something to talk about to people. Because, you know, people ask you the same thing. <laughs> Right. And it's not something that many people can see themselves doing. So they're like, wow. I don't know It's interesting and it also has people look at you probably differently. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know you were the type of person that would do something like that. But they say it in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Plus, I feel like I'm closer to doing something that I care about. And I can't really say I've done much that I cared about in a long time. I feel like you've hit on something here, Jimmy. Well, see, now we're just going to extend the video. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say stand-up was a high. I didn't love it. I'm not um, turning it off completely in terms of never doing it again. Because I still have some other stuff that I want to say. But also, I don't get out of my way that often. And I don't have like a lot of friends. So there aren't, like, a lot of opportunities for me to get off jokes, necessarily. That's why, you know, I talk so much in the house. Not comparatively, but just, you know, sometimes when I'm saying stuff. The stuff that I'm working out in my head. So it was also good to have that type of platform. Mm -hmm. Even though it was uh, kind of C+. Plus. And I didn't develop that thing. That's how I don't think it was necessarily for me. What thing? I don't know. I feel like I told you that. Whatever the thing is that mm -hmm. people talk about, the drive that you have. Oh, to want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yes, but no. Nah. Yeah. I didn't develop that thing. And some people say that it comes... At first, it didn't come at first. And then also... Mm. I don't know with time. I don't know how much more time I would have needed, but it didn't necessarily come. Hmm. Uh, but I still like comedy, like I said. I keep saying it. Mm -hmm. And I would write for other people. There you go. And then still got to do my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily stand up at. But I'll continue to bring it up to sound more interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's amazing. I think that's a wonderful high. I believe I, I told you this, you know, when you said I'm going to go and do stand up. I'm like, stand up what where what are you talking about <laughs> and you're like no comedy like in front of people are gonna tell some jokes and try to get people to laugh and i told you then i thought that was amazing i totally admired you i i mean i can talk to most people one-on-one -on -one. it's easier for me but to stand up in front of a crowd of people especially people i don't know 
I'm not so nervous that I can't speak, but it doesn't. I'm not comfortable doing it, and I certainly wouldn't look for opportunities <laughs> to go up and tell like personal stories and jokes and see if people are interested in laughing. So, mm -hmm. and I and I believe most people would not do something like that. So that's why it's it makes you know you interesting because you did it. And the part for you that wasn't scary was actually speaking in front of people. It's like, well, that was a little kind of nerve-wracking, but it wasn't even as nerve-wracking as sharing your jokes. It's kind of like you were opening up yourself to them. And that's the part that was the hardest mm. to see how when I open myself up to people, what do they do? Do they show me love? Do they get me? Or do they reject me? Or do they say boo? Right? Mm. And it sounds like, for the most part, they showed you a lot of love and support. And that is amazing. That they showed the support and that you were able to put yourself out there in a way that allows you to get that support. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that you said before, where I was like, huh, you said something interesting there was, how you said that you were getting closer to doing something that you actually really want to do. And something like that matters. Yeah, that really matters to you, that's important to you, that's fun to you, that kind of gets you going, that like drives you a little bit. And I feel like that's one of the keys to enjoying your life is to actually chase those kinds of things. Right? Not mm -hmm. Like, always the safe thing, not always the thing that people expect you to be doing, but what's in your heart to do, whether it's something that other people would be, you know, surprised by, other people would never consider doing, they think it's like a crazy idea or dream, or who would get up and just talk to random people about their lives, you know? It's just not something that they could, could see themselves doing, but that's what makes life life and worth living and fun right when you actually do have a a desire it might not be as strong as a dream it could just be a desire to say hey i have this i have these like creative things that i do and i w would like to know if other people kind of you know get them mm -hmm. and or if they think the same things or if they can see themselves in my stories or can take some kind of, you know, support from knowing that they're not the only ones who experience whatever. And that's what life is about, I think. It's about putting yourself out there. It's about sometimes doing things that it doesn't seem like um, anything that other people are doing and it might even seem a little crazy. But it's closer to you really being and expressing yourself, right? And that always feels good. Like, that's always going to feel good. That's never going to be a bad thing. Sometimes we spend, you know, we spend so much time, like, thinking about what other people are thinking about what we're doing and, you know, concerned about how they feel and, you know, will they approve and what kind of judgments they have. And But then at the end of the day... What really matters is you going out there and doing things that are put on your heart to do. Right? Like, mm -hmm. And that's when you actually feel like, oh, wow, 
I kind of am like getting involved in life. Like that's really what it's about. Like that's how you get involved in life instead of being more of a observer of just kind of, oh, well, you know, just kind of bopping along, doing the same old things and not really ever getting excited about it. Excited about what you're doing, excited about where you're going, excited about who you're with, excited about how you're spending your time, excited about anything. And so that's what I why I said I feel like you were hitting on something and the key for you is gonna be to keep doing those things. Now, you might not be able to do them all the time, right? You have responsibilities, you have to get, you know, work a job and make money so you can take care of yourself and you know, do all of the things. Um, but at the same time, you also wanna be engaging in life in a way where you feel like you're doing some things that you actually want to do not all the things that you just have to do that makes life kind of miserable for people thank you and it's also nice to have a platform right where we can express ourselves. I think that's one of the greatest things about the internet and our podcast and or if you have YouTube or whatever it is you're doing where you're putting yourself out there and you are on a platform where you can just be free to speak and share and create. Free speech is always good. Mm-hmm. So good for you, Jalen for doing that my next high is going to be one of the glorious trips that i took this year i've been so privileged to not only leave corporate <laughs> but also during that time uh between leaving corporate and going on this journey of, of self-exploration mm. travel travel to some other parts of the world outside of the United States. And one of the places I've traveled is going to be one of my highs. And so many, I had to pick one. And it was Africa. Africa. So I took a trip to Kenya on safari. And I did it for my birthday. I was alone. I was there for was it four days? I think four days, three nights. Or five days um no it was four days three nights and it was the most amazing time now i had heard about other people heard from other people who have been on safari and said it was amazing and they loved it and it was just so beautiful and it's one of those things where you know you put something out there and it comes back because i guess you put it out there and then it's also still in your mind and every time i heard about these safari stories I'm like i want to go on safari i want to go on safari like i think it would be amazing to go on safari but i just never thought it would be something number one i could afford to do because whenever i heard about these trips it always seemed very expensive it's you know far away in africa and I didn't know who else would want to go and do something like that with me. And I had never taken a big solo trip like that before. And so while I always wanted to do it, it was, it seemed kind of like elusive. Like one of those things, you know, where you're like, oh, one day it would be nice. Oh, one day it would be nice. And so this year for my birthday, after I had, you know, quit my job, a friend of mine said, you need to take a solo trip. 
Like you need to take a solo trip. You need to go somewhere that where you've never been before. You need to just experience vacationing and, and seeing another part of the world. Mm. And I took their advice and I was considering going to Southeast Asia as well, like maybe Indonesia, but or Thailand, but that didn't work out. And then I learned about a trip to Kenya that I was going to go actually with a group, but at the time it didn't work out. And so when I called the resort to see if I could come by myself, they said, of course you can. No, why, why, not? why wouldn't you be able to come by yourself? They take money from singles and in groups, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was just amazing because number one, I think all Black Americans, if they have any ability financially or you know they can get someone to fund it for them should travel outside of the united states absolutely travel outside of the united states and absolutely if you can go to africa go to africa because i don't want to say that i had a big like spiritual awakening because i was on safari maybe if i had gone to west africa you know where many of the black Americans, you know, they, their ancestors came from as part of the slave trade. It may have been more of like an emotional thing. But for me, it was really more about just being one with nature. Like seeing the animals in their habitat. Just the majestic, just the majesty of, of a massive elephant. Like literally just walking past you. Like walking past you. Just like, you know, we're outside and you have, we have deer, you know, running around here all the time. Or, you know, some random dog or something. An elephant. A giraffe. Like, a lion. Was just, just like a big cat. Just a big cat. You know, at first I was like, ah! And they, they ain't paying me no attention. They just like, they looking for some antelope. They looking for some zebra. You know, they just, they trying to eat. They don't care about me. And just being, like, with seeing them in their natural habitat like learning about how they survive just getting like to be with animals at a very very base level it, it was just something i can't explain and and even just in kenya kenya is just beautiful right the sun rises and the sunsets were amazing the countryside is just like everything you've seen in any movie that was filmed you know in kenya and I just, I just think that, you know, as, as people who, who have come <laughs> from Africa, it, it, it is just, it's just a, a, a place that it, it, like I said, if at all possible, you should at least go and, and, and try to experience it and see it for yourself. Um, so it was amazing. And, and again, also I was by myself and it was something I had not done before take a trip like that by myself, but based on what was going on in my life over the last two and a half years, it's not really surprising, I guess, that I would be able to do that. But I did. And and the people were so kind where I stayed. They were so welcoming. Um, And I realized I was fine. Like, I was totally fine by myself. I was enjoying myself. I was, you know, where I stayed, we, we had hippos and along the river you know i would go and have breakfast initially by myself but then i started meeting people and i would have breakfast with other people like you just it's just a, it's also a good thing sometimes just to be with yourself mm -hmm. right like just 
to be with yourself. Like, that's it. No, no, you know, nobody else. Just be with yourself. And on a vacation, too, where you're not worried, like, oh, should we do this? Oh, should we do that? Oh, what if this person doesn't want to do this? Or, oh, we got to figure out things to do for everybody. No. Just do. <laughs> you do you. Boo. As they say, right? You just do you. And it was just, it was just a good time. And, um, and I loved it. I loved it. I, I would, t I told everyone, I told you all, like, you, we should go, I just have to go on safari. Like, just sitting in the truck at night, like, going through with the wind. I mean, it was just, it was just a beautiful, it was just a beautiful experience. It was a beautiful experience. And, and also I felt good because I did it. You know, it, like I said, it seemed like for a long time it was something that was just far off. And I thought about going once. I was like, ah, it's never going to happen. And then the way that this all came about was just so easy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, here we go. Africa, I'm coming for you. So I want to go back. I want to go back to Africa. I want to go to see other parts of Africa. I want to go to West Africa as well, where our ancestors have come from, um, and see parts of that. And, and there's just so many beautiful countries in Africa. There's so many. Um, so I do want to go back. But um, definite, definite high of my 2022 was my Kenyan safari. All right. <laughs> Back to the show. My second uh, pro. High. Positive. High. High. High of 2022. We are going over highs of 2022. We did some lows of 2022. And now we are going over our highs of 2022. And I just spoke about Africa. Go to Africa. All right. <laughs> pro of uh, 2022 would be weight loss. Hmm. Lost some weight. I can't track specifically how much. But I remember 2021 going to the doctor on my birthday. And that was very depressing. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Pretty bad. But nah, we don't need to get into specifics. But, you know, it was kind of floating around. Didn't really have much direction. Just graduated. Things weren't looking great. Mm. And it was after COVID, too. A lot of people had put on that COVID weight. Yeah, but that's after I lost weight again. Oh. Thank you for reminding me. But now heading, you know, towards a more positive trajectory. So slogan for 2023, women come in all 2023. It's not a sexual thing. Because <laughs> I can't make any promises. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Get back to the weight laws. So tell us, tell us what we can get back to the women after. It sounds like you are not only talking about highs, but like expectations with 2023. We're talking about highs with 2022. So... Mm -hmm. What did you do to get into this new weight loss era where you're not losing and gaining like you did before? I'm sure I'm still doing that. But, uh, you know, more exercise. Mm -hmm. That's about it, pretty much. But, so yeah, okay. I want us to dig deeper, Jay Lenny. Okay. I'm refusing. <laughs> I'm sorry, QOB. We must dig deeper. What changed in your mind? Because this is this is the thing. It always goes back to that. It's not it like on this show. <laughs> <and> not, <laughs> <laughs> what 
did you change in your mind this time? Or maybe it didn't change at first, but like over time, maybe you saw some improvement in the direction you wanted to go and you're like, oh, this is working. Like what changed this time for you? What, maybe it was the doctor's, like you said, assessment that you're like, ah, I got to do something about this. Like what made you take it seri take seriously this time that you were going to but oh, oh maybe you weren't planning to lose weight maybe you just you know it happened as a result of just you making a different change in your life or something i guess if you i was feeling like ayanla i suppose <laughs> what changed fix your was... life i'm not fixing your life i'm just asking you to tell me what happened there's other people out there that might be able to relate to what you're saying. Exercise. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I started walking more. What changed in my mind? Yeah, why did you start walking? How about we just start there? Why did you start walking? You weren't walking before. No, I don't think I was. Yeah, good point. Uh, I don't know. It seemed to work for Dad. Mm. And he was trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You guys seen examples of, weights. of other people walking and losing weight. Uh -huh. uh, Seems pretty simple. You just put, put one foot shoes in front of the other. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It seems simple enough and effective enough for me to at least try. It started to work. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You become somebody that you like over mm. time, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much it. Then it worked. So it was heading towards like uh, alcoholism. But now it's <laughs> more positive. What? <laughs> you thought you were going to have to drink to lose weight instead of walk? No, no, no. I was gaining so much weight. I should have been drinking. Oh, gotcha. But you weren't drinking. Just eating. Uh, Sometimes you gain weight just by eating. You know, alcohol has a lot of cal calories, but so does food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was. Congratulations. Yep. So can we get back to what I was saying? Women coming. No, 2023. <laughs> Not sexual. I'm making no promise. <laughs> awesome. You see what I'm saying? Awesome. I, I feel you on that. I mean, why wouldn't the women be coming in 2023? And if we are making predictions, I'm going to make a prediction for 2023. Money coming. And business ideas flowing. Right. In 2023. And more opportunities to experience freedom and experience living life at higher levels by chasing things that are fun and of interest to us. You don't want any women. I'm not interested in any women. Thank you for asking. I'm going to clear that up. More for me. <laughs> <laughs> more for you. More for you. More for you. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, that was a great roundup of 2022. Mm. A few highs, some lows. I'll I'll take a look at this Morbius to see if it's really as bad as you said. It's worse. Much worse. But <laughs> I can't imagine if it was as bad as you say. But maybe it was. I mean, you know, you watch more movies than I do. So if you say it was, it was awful, then it was. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to 2023. We started this podcast in 2022, which has given us such a great 
opportunity to spend more time together, to get to know each other better, to laugh together more. I love laughing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and chat and just share ourselves with more people, right? You know, you were putting yourself out there before your comedy thing and this is like maybe a next natural progression. Like keep keep sharing, keep putting yourself out there, you know? Thank you all so much, as always, for joining us. We truly, truly appreciate you. We know that there's a lot you could be doing with your time. And we thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us. And remember, run, don't walk. Bless, don't stress. Always drop out. And never pull up. <laughs> this has been another, another episode, episode of Meech and, and the Corner Life Bastard. Peace.